0: One brings his ox into the courtyard of the Balabais without permission. And now the Balabais' shore gores this fellow's shore who brought his ox in, who brought his shore in without permission. Oshanashko accomplished or the dog, the keleb of the Balabais, bites this fellow's shore that he brought ashore in without permission. Potter, the Baal Bayis is exempt from paying. Because the one that brought in his shore brought it in without permission. So of course the Baal Bayis is exempt. And if his shore gored the ox of the Baal Bayes, then of course this fellow that brought his ox in without permission is Chayef to pay. If it's a Shore Tom, he has to pay Chati Nezek. And if it's a Shore Mu'ad, he has to pay Nezek Shaleng. And according to the opinion of Rptarfen, so after short time, if you have a short time, bishus ha that is in the domain of the nizik or the one that's being damaged, mishan nizik shalim would have to pay a full nezik shalom. So this fellow that brought in his ox, gored the balbais's ox, and he brought it in without permission, according to Rptarfen, even if it's a short time, since it's in the breshus of the nizik, it's in the domain of the damagee, then this fellow would have to pay nizik shalom a full payment to the balbais another case, Nafal, if the shor shalzeh, this fellow that brought his, that brought his oxen without permission, it fell, laboro, fell into the pit of the Baal Bayes. The hivish name it, it dried up all the water. It, you know, it was moving around and, and, and bat, banging back and forth, and all the water got absorbed in the animals, and no water left. Chayef, then the Baal hashar, the owner of the ox that brought his oxen without permission, is obligated to pay for the damage that he caused to this pit and replace the water. If the father or the son of the Baal Hachat or the Baal Bayez, was, was inside the pit, and then this ox that came in without any permission fell in the pit, and killed them. This fellow that brought his ox without permission has to pay the kofor. Ligmar explains that we're talking about a case, where, have a shore where it was a mu'ud to be falling on people in pits and killing them. The bar, he saw a vegetable, this ox saw a vegetable in the pit, but now the bar, he fell into the pit because of the vegetable and then he killed the uh, father or son that was in this pit of the Baal Baez. So the ox will be exempt from the We don't stone and kill the ox. The ox did not have the intention to kill the person. It wanted the vegetable. Therefore, we will not kill the ox. But the owners of the ox, of course, are high have to pay the kofar. And now which Mishnah mentions, it was the father of the Baal Bais, or the son of the Baal Bais, that was in the pit, that's Lab Davka. Who would then call it the a Acha? It could be anybody in the pit. We mentioned the case, which is more common, but really anybody that's in the pit that was killed, the one that brought in his ox would have to pay the Kofor. Granted, the ox does not get killed because of this specific case, but the owner of the ox, of course, has to pay for the Kofor of the one that his ox killed. Vim and if he brought his ox in Birishus with permission of the Balbias, then Balachotz are the Balbias is hai from Huzakashoro Okalbo. If this fellow's ox got damaged by the Balbias' ox or by the Bal or by the Balbias' dog, then the Balbias have to pay this fellow for the damage that his own animals caused to this fellow's ox because he came with permission. Redvi has um, says Bikul in all three cases. In the case of one who brought in his pots. Into the courtyard in the previous Mishnayas, or his fruit, O O or Balbias, any of the scenarios where one brought his pots, or his fruit, or his ox into the court of the Balbias with permission, Aino The Balbias is not have to pay for the damages, even though it was with permission, until the Balbias says explicitly, Lishmar, I will guard them. If I just give you permission to come into my courtyard, but I didn't say the words, I will guard them, and I will take responsibility, I'm exempt. The is exempt. I didn't accept upon myself to be guarding. You have my permission, but I'm not guarding. And even the one that brought in his uh, ox, he's also a putter. He brought in his animals, so he's exempt for any damages it caused. But the Baal would also be exempt the big thing damages damage is that his stuff caused uh, damage to this one that brought his items in, because he said you could come inside, but I never accepted upon myself to be guarding. And therefore, according to Rebbe, the Baal well, in this scenario will be exempt. Mishnah Dalit. Sure, if you have an ox that had the Kavana, the intention to gore its friend, meaning it's another ox. And instead of Hika it struck a woman instead, and this woman was, was pregnant, and then the babies came after they had a miscarriage because of this maka, because of this wound. Potter, the owner of the ox is exempt mid from paying for the value of the babies because the Torah did not obligate one in this scenario to pay for the value of the babies if a man strikes a woman the man has to pay for the babies like the mission will explain but if an ox strikes a woman and it did not have the intention to strike the woman and want to strike its other friend ox so then the owner of the ox would be exempt from paying for these babies so it's the mission of Adam person who had the intention to strike his friend you know Reuven want to hit Shimon and instead, by mistake, he hit Leia, and then her babies came out and they died. So then he has to pay for the value of the babies to the husband of this woman, as the pasuk says. When men will be fighting, and they hit a, they hit a pregnant woman. and The babies come out and they die. So there's a punishment, and the the uh, striker would have to pay. The, to the to the husband of this woman for the value of the babies. And they were explained, that, The case was what? An ox wanted to gore its friend, another ox, and then by mistake it hit the woman. That's a lot of Even if the ox had the intention to gore the actual woman. Shabal the owner of the ox, is actually exempt from the paying for the value of the blood of the babies. Since we're discussing a case, of a person that wanted to hit his friend and by mistake hit this woman. So we use the same kind of vernacular for the ox. The ox wanted to strike his friend's ox and hit this woman. But the truth is, even if the ox had the kavanah to strike the woman, who the owner of the ox will be exempt from paying for the blood, that's for the value of the babies. Because only a person that strikes a woman is high to pay for the value of the babies in this scenario. But an answer strikes the woman, even if his intention was for the woman, the owner is exempt from paying for the babies of this woman. So the Mishnah further, how is the payment for the babies made? How do you evaluate the babies? Shaman is the issue, we evaluate the woman. What is her value to be sold as a shivka, as a maid servant, before she gives birth on the market? while she's still pregnant, what's her value after, if, if, what's her value if she's sold after she gives birth? Meaning, had she just give birth, on a, give birth on her own? Not because of the wound. And then she went ahead and, and, and we sold her as a, a shivka on the market. So what's her value? And the difference, the, the difference in that value, when the strike would be obligated to pay to the husband of the woman. That's so how you evaluate the value of these babies. Amr al-Masham al-Malayal says it, Masham al-Malayal, Mk, and if so, that the striker, the makkah, will not have to pay anything. Why? Show me, Misha Ishiyola, this, Mishabachas, when a woman gives birth, so that's when she's Mishabachas, that's when her value is higher. La'achar alay, the after the birth, Shagar Ishiyota, the woman's worth more, Me'ashayalith Nayla alay, the before she gives birth. Levi Shimu bears, because one who is pregnant, Mishukenest Lamus, she herself, the mother, is in a sakana to die during the Layda. Therefore, she really has no value at all. And if we evaluate like this, says that the striker, MK, the, the woman is going to have her value after birth, not before the birth, and therefore you won't have to pay anything for these children. You have to evaluate the babies, how much they are worth, and pay that to the husband. Meaning, according to v'lados. There's no chiv of the shvach, of the value of the babies, klaal, eloshal may Meaning, we don't evaluate how much is a woman sold in the marketplace before she gives birth, after she gives birth, and that's the difference, that's what the husband pays. No. Rather, we look at the babies, we evaluate them as they are, and the husband and, and the striker pays the husband for those babies. And uh, the Gemara explains Rabbi Shimla Gomiel is talking about a case also over here where it's in a makarat, meaning it's a woman who's giving birth for the first time. So for the first time, she's in a mat of, of a sakana that she might die during the birth. Therefore, there's no shvach vodos. If a woman, it's not her first time giving birth, so since there's no sakana, then even agree, Gom Liyal will agree, there is this concept of shvach vados. So basically, according to Hashem Liyal, if it's the first time birth, we don't evaluate the woman and say how much is she sold on the marketplace before she gives birth, how much after, and the difference is what you pay for the vados. Rather, you have to evaluate the babies as they are. That's all if it's the first time birth. If it's not the first time birth, then we go. We'll, we'll go with the previous evaluation of how much is she worth uh, before she so before she gives birth. How much is she worth after give birth and pay the difference. But according to the all the Shvach of the Vodas goes to the husband. So another point that could be different here is that according to the Chachamim, when you're paying for the Shavach of the Vlados, it goes to the husband. But according to the when you're paying for the Shavach of Vlados, it's divided between the husband and the wife. Okay. If she has no husband, no single Yarshav, then the payment goes to the Yarshim, to those that inherit the husband's estate. Yarshim Shahabal. HaBal. If she was a, if this woman that was pregnant, that was uh, gored by this ox, she was a Shifcha Kanana, so a Kanana maidservant, Meshachara that was freed. And she was married to an evident Meshachara, freed servant, or to a convert, to a ger. So there's no Yarshim here at all or the case was that there was a Giyores that was married to a ger or, an, or, or, or she was married to a freed servant and her husband died so again there's no yershim now the striker would be ex- the owner of the, of the ox would be exempt from paying for the value, value of the vlados, the value of the babies entirely because when a ger when a convert dies and there's no yershim whoever goes and grabs his assets he acquires them because there's no yershim here so this maka, the striker, he is already acquiring that which is in his hands. He doesn't have to pay it because there's no one to pay it to. Who was that married a and If the ger died, the striker is exempt from paying for the value of the vlados. Since a regular uh, freed servant. A freed maid servant, I'm sorry, or a freed uh, co- a freed maid or a convert is married to a convert and to a freed servant. That's why the Mishnah picked the case of a shivcha venishta'chra ogioras. But the truth is, what then if it was a regular yisraelis that was married to a ger and the ger died and there's no yarshim, so the maka the strike would be from paying for the vodos entirely.